Welcome back to Brain Bites. Joining me today is Kobe Dudley, one of our advanced services engineers here at Becca. Kobe, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, Blake. How are you? I am doing well. So last week I had John Matthews on and we were talking about what is a firewall. We were talking all about how firewalls keep you safe and secure when you're browsing the internet. But I actually had some people ask me a question about that saying, well, that's all well and good, but it sounds like I need one of those at the office and now we're all working from home. So I wanted to bring you in today and see if you could talk to us a little bit about this outside the perimeter uh, or endpoint security and some of the ways that it's advanced past the basics of just antivirus. Well, I mean, it is that is a valid question, um, valid thing to be concerned about because, you know, you can put a $50,000 firewall in your office, but <clears throat> if I'm sitting at home working on something, you know, we just dealt with that with COVID-19. You know, if I'm sitting at home working, that firewall is not doing me any good. Right. Um, one of the, you know, there's several different things. I'd say one of the most prolific one would be multi-factor authentication. Um, you know, I, I always have my phone with me. And that's and, that, that's that like text message code that they send you, or you have the app with the six digits that you have to put in when you mm -hmm. try and log into something. Yeah. And all that does is it adds that extra step that, you know, obviously if I have my phone in my hand, then someone in Nigeria or China who's trying to log into my account is not going to have that. If I get a notification that says someone's trying to log into your account, then I know, oh, someone's trying to get into my account, but this stopped them. Right. So, so that doesn't necessarily stop, you know, antivirus stops or tries to tell us when your computer might have a virus. But in this case, if some, if you've, you know, fallen victim to a phishing scam mm -hmm. or something where you've, you've provided a, a bad actor, your credentials, this is that final line of defense. And mm -hmm. so if you're, you're at home and someone in, you know, Bangladesh tries to connect to your computer or connect to your office 365 account or whatever, um, cloud account that they're trying to connect to, mm -hmm. it's going to pop up on your phone and say, Hey, are you trying to sign in? Mm -hmm. it, you know, if yes, push yes. Or if no, you know, go change your password. Yeah. So that, that really does help protect you. And if there is some sort of compromise, it's that final defense that says, Nope, you're not getting in. Yeah. And I mean, I've had it actually happen to me with non, non work accounts, but I've had it, you know, I've gotten messages saying, here's your six digit code and it's in Russian. Right. And I know, oh, <laughs> my password's been compromised, so I'm going to go change the password, but it also stopped them from getting in. So I know that my data is still secure. So that that's the, you've gotten got, mm -hmm. and they're going to stop, that, that stops them from actually getting into mm -hmm. your accounts. What are some ways, because the firewall kind of helps prevent the getting got, mm -hmm. the getting compromised part. So what are some ways, I'm at home, what are some ways that I can prevent myself from getting compromised in the first place? I mean, one of the biggest things is, um, you know, first of all, pay attention to the emails. Right. Don't if you don't if you're not expecting an email, don't click it. Exactly. That's just I don't care if it's from the owner of your company. If you're not expecting the email and it's asking for something funky, raise your hand, ask right. the question. Other than that, um, you know, there's tools like there's DNS monitoring, um, DNS protection. There's all sorts of names for it, but basically, um, there. Are so so let's break down real quick. We try not to go too technical on this. So <laughs> DNS is at a very, very high level. DNS is what takes the internet and makes it words. Normally Google would be an IP address, a series of numbers and periods. Um, you, you're probably most familiar with like 192.168. You know, it's probably what your house is. Google has a public IP address that you're accessing. DNS takes that and turns it into google.com. So everything you access on the internet goes through dns to make it words basically yes. mm -hmm. so what dns protection does is so <laughs> it'll um there are services out there where you send your dns requests so when you're reaching out to the internet and saying hey i need to get to google.com the dns servers look at say and see oh google.com oh that's a 208 dot whatever dot whatever dot whatever i don't remember that obviously because it's dns but 
it looks at that and it's like, oh, this is a valid link, or hey, this is you know this is a known phishing IP address or something like that. You know, if you click on something that says Google, right, may not be Google, and DNS protection will see that and be like, hey, that's not Google. Shut it down. So it essentially filters everything you're going, to, everything you're going to the internet and saying, I want this, I want Google, but it actually it can strip away the name Google and it can see what IP address you're connecting mm -hmm. to and it can say, hey, that's not Google, and it can help prevent you from going to sites that are compromised or sites that are spoofing more legitimate sites. Yeah, a, a really good example is Office 365 compromised. You know, you'll see that people will literally make a fake. Microsoft login page. It right. looks exactly like it has the logos, everything. It looks perfectly correct. Wrong IP address. It's right. going somewhere else. DNS protection will see that and be like, hey, that's not Microsoft. Right, that's not actually Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I see where you're trying to go. That's yep. not what it actually is. So it's, it, it unlifts that veil of DNS. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. But it, it can see the actual IP address where you're trying to go. Yep. Now, this one might get a little techie, but I think it's really cool. There's this, it's a type of antivirus, I guess you could call it. Um, called endpoint detection and response. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll give a, a high level and then we can kind of break into it. So basically there are services out there that provide this endpoint detection and response that goes on your computer, the endpoint, and they're, they're developed by essentially hackers, good guy hackers, ethical mm -hmm. hackers, people who've worked for you know, the NSA or in some sort of like cyber warfare uh, environment. And they, they basically write exploits to... to take advantage of vulnerabilities in computers, and then they monitor the computers that they've, that they've run this exploit on in their test labs and things, and they see what the computer does when it's being exploited. Mm -hmm. And then they wrote software to detect those activities. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that endpoint detection and response can help keep you safe? Obviously, obviously if it can see when your computer's exhibiting you know, symptoms, I guess you could say, of being taken advantage of, how are some, what are some ways that it Kind of remediates that or so some of the things is like for example if you click on something in an email that you weren't supposed to it loads up some malware you know something bad onto your computer that's gonna you know say a keylogger something that's watching what you're typing it right. monitors everything that you type your computer's going to do certain things there's going to be certain actions that it's going to have there's going to be services that run scripts um all sorts of stuff that's going to run in the background that doesn't normally run right edr is designed so that it sees that you know say they've written a test key logger and they put it in there so they know, oh, the computer's going to do X, Y, and Z if there's a key logger on it. You've got EDR running on your computer. You get a key logger. That thing sees it. And, it, and it's like, hey, that looks like a key logger, and it's going to lock it down, quarantine it, whatever it wants to do. And that's one of the important things to know about EDR versus something like anti-malware, antivirus. It's endpoint detection and response, mm -hmm. not remediation. So most EDR services alert somebody, either yourself or a company like Becca, where we can review what it's saying is mm -hmm. happening and then get in contact with you and then take steps to remediate the problem. Mm -hmm. Because you might not necessarily know what you clicked on or if you clicked on anything, there might be an application that's doing something very legitimate. You know, there are there are legitimate reasons to have key loggers for, you know, different support applications and things. So it's always good to have someone, you know, a professional take a look at it first instead of just immediately having it break everything because those those EDR applications are pretty deep in the system watching yeah. system processes, system services, things like that. So, well, Kobe, I thank you very much uh, today. We, again, we try and keep these less than 10 minutes, so we're running up on eight now. Um, I hope this helped a little bit kind of explain the differences between that perimeter that is created inside your office by the firewall and then outside the perimeter. So 
that you know when you take your laptop home or you you work off your phone in a starbucks things like that you know a lot of the stuff we're doing now um because of covid19 and we're all working remote this is a way to, that you can stay safe at home with the same level of protection you have at the office because you're most likely doing you know corporate enterprise things at home which mm -hmm. isn't significantly less secure network than your corporate office usually is so thank you for joining me today kobe thank you yeah thanks and, for having uh, me. we'll see you next week